Welcome and thanks for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. To learn more about Community Christian Church, visit us online at cccsterling.org. Today's message comes from Pastor Chris Ria. A powerful word. It's coming. Good morning, everybody. It's great to be with you this morning. If you're worshiping with us from home, it's great to have you with us as well. I don't know about you, but I believe in divine appointments. And don't get me wrong, I don't think every coincidence is a divine appointment, but sometimes I think we mistake coincidence for a divine appointment. God trying to do something divinely in our lives to maybe alter the course of our life if we let him. I'll never forget when I was a sophomore in high school, for some reason, my brother, who was a senior in high school, he wanted to transfer from our school, Sterling Heights High School, over to Oakland Christian High School. And I had been going to public school my whole life. I had friends since I was in third grade. And for some reason, he just felt like he wanted to move. And so my parents kind of said, well, both of you should go. And I really didn't want to go. But being the younger brother, I had pretty much zero say over anything in my life. So I ended up going to Oakland Christian School my sophomore year. And I went kicking and screaming. I really didn't want to go. In fact, I even prayed, God, save me from this. I don't want to go to this school. He did not answer that prayer. And I went to Oakland Christian School my sophomore year of high school. But I believe it was a divine appointment, even though I didn't recognize it at the time because it was at that school where I really began to own my faith. And when I say that, I mean I, I realized the difference between religion and relationship. Religion is something, it's a place where we go occasionally. I'm religious, I occasionally go to church, I occasionally talk about spiritual things, I occasionally say a few prayers. Relationship is every single thing in my life revolves around my relationship with God and His Word. I read His Word, I live my life by it, everything in my life has to do with my relationship with God. And it was at that school where I really understood that for the first time and started a relationship with God. It was also at that school where my junior year, I met my wife, Megan Casey at the time, married my high school sweetheart and developed some friendships that I still have to this day, some very, very good friendships. It was a divine appointment and I almost missed it. And sometimes I'm thankful that God doesn't always answer our prayers the way we pray and what we think we need or want in a moment. I've continued to have divine appointments in my life. Like the time I went and visited a college in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We went there and that's where I was gonna go to college and when I got to this city, I was amazed 
This city was huge, and the, the college was in the, right in the downtown area. The lights were bright. The city was loud. I was a suburb kid. I'd never, I'd never been living in the city before, and I was intimidated by it. And then uh, I went into these cafeteria, and I'm used to my mom's Italian cooking at this time, and it was delicious. And I visit this cafeteria, and the food was terrible terrible. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to this school. Then I had a divine appointment with a guy who lived in one of the dorms. I became friends with him. We hit it off in one day and he began to talk to me about the school and say, you got to look past all of that because at this school, this school is the real deal. You're going to meet some amazing people. You're going to grow. And that's where I ended up going to school, making some key relationships, learned how to do ministry. It was there. It was a divine appointment in my life. Life is full of divine appointments. After I went to college, I came here and became the youth pastor of this church for 13 years, where then I could become a divine appointment for other people got the chance to minister to a lot of teenagers looking for answers in a world they couldn't quite understand. So I believe that. I believe God has divine appointments for every single person on the face of the earth. For some of you, you're getting baptized today. Divine appointment. This is the day you're going to come into this baptism tank. And you're going to make a public declaration that I'm living for Jesus Christ. You're also going to identify with the death and resurrection of Jesus and come up a new creation in him. It's amazing. For others of you, maybe you're here in this place and you haven't been to church in a while. Maybe you came just to, someone invited you to a baptism service. Maybe God has a divine plan for you this morning. Maybe he drew you to this place so that you could re-examine your faith or your belief system or your worldview. I don't believe it's a coincidence you're here this morning, you're watching online. I believe God has a plan in all of it. So I want to show you a divine appointment that happened in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 8 verse 26, and just to give you some context of what's happening here, we have Jesus has walked the earth, he got his 12 disciples, he ministered to them, he mentored them, he spread his word, his truth, he then went to the cross, was crucified, he raised from the dead, he appeared to people after he raised from the dead his disciples. Then he left, sent his Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. And the Holy Spirit empowered his disciples to go and do some amazing acts. That's why the book is called Acts. It's the acts of the disciples of Jesus and what they did and how they spread his message to the world. And so in Acts chapter 8, verse 26, it's a story about one of his disciples named Philip. And we're going to start with verse 26. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, 
go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. Isn't that amazing? Don't you just wish sometimes an angel would just tell you to do something? Like, hey, I don't know what to do today. Angel, come down, tells you exactly what to do. So he started out and he met the treasure of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Candake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come into the carriage and sit with him. Divine appointment. The message of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants for his life was taken from the earth. He's reading about this. It's about Jesus. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop and they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. It's a powerful story right here. What you have is you have two characters in this story. You have Philip. Philip was a disciple of Jesus, one of the original disciples of Jesus. He spent time walking with Jesus, talking with Jesus, eating with Jesus, watching Jesus perform miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. This was a guy who witnessed the amazing works of Jesus. Then when Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to his disciples, including Philip. Then Philip, he was there on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, the Holy Spirit fell. And that's what the book of Acts, another theme of the book is that the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in our lives and lead us and guide us. And that's what Philip was doing. He was doing the work of God full time. He was an evangelist. He was going around. He was spreading the word of God to anyone who would listen. He was a divine appointment for many people, including this Ethiopian man. So Philip had divine appointments with Jesus, and now he became a divine appointment for others. And what's interesting about this other character in the story, what we know about this Ethiopian man is he was from Ethiopia. He was a member of the court of the Ethiopian queen Candace, and he was in charge of all of the treasures. He had the full responsibility to disperse all of the funds for, the, for that queen. And he had come a long distance to worship in Jerusalem, which is odd because he wasn't Jewish. 
He didn't really understand the scriptures. We know that because anyone reading from the book of Isaiah would have understood what that meant if you were from the Jewish faith. So he travels all the way from Ethiopia to Jerusalem to worship because he had heard about this God. You see, the God of the Israelites was famous. We heard that he parted seas, that he did the miraculous that he moved in very visible and evident ways. And so this Ethiopian was curious. So he goes to Jerusalem and he buys a set of original manuscripts. This is what he was reading from a, a scroll. Now these scrolls, you have to understand, were very expensive back then because they were hand copied. In fact, it wasn't uncommon for an entire Jewish community to only have one copy of this scrolls that they kept locked up in the synagogue just to worship and read from. They were that rare, that expensive. But something was drawing the Ethiopian. Do you see this? He was curious, a lot like some of us. He thought there's got to be more to this life than what I can physically see with my eyes. And I'm on a search to find out the truth. What God is real? What is this life about? And he's got this hunger, just like many of you might have or have had at one time in your life, to know God or to know the truth or to go deeper in your spiritual walk. And he's trying, he's spending money, and he's reading. He, he opens these scrolls, and I can just imagine what he was thinking. Maybe there's something divine in here. Maybe God is going to speak to me. Maybe, just maybe, I'll find what I've been searching for. And he opens the Bible, and he can't really understand the Old Testament. He's not alone. Some other people, it's hard sometimes to understand that whole old covenant. But he's reading a portion of scripture, just happens to be reading about Jesus. God sends a divine appointment named Philip over to the Ethiopian. Philip gets in and he explains it all to him. He explains, listen, God is a holy God. And he sent his son Jesus to this earth to die on the cross for our sins, to become the final sacrifice for our sin. And when he died and rose again, and we put our faith in him, we repent of our sins. We are completely forgiven. We are completely redeemed. All of our past sin wiped away. We can be in right standing with this holy God, have relationship with him, and spend eternity in heaven with him. That's why it says in the Bible, he shared the good news. It's good news. It's amazing news. And the Ethiopian said, this is what I've been waiting for. This is the message I traveled so far to hear. He said, pull over. I want to get baptized right now. I want to receive this message. I don't want to miss this 
divine appointment. And he pulls over. They baptize him right there, right on the spot. I don't even know if he had a change of clothes, but he didn't care. Baptize him right on the spot. And I guarantee he then became a divine appointment. I guarantee wherever he went, that Ethiopian, he told this story. He probably went back to Ethiopia. He probably told the queen. He probably told everyone, I found it. You guys have, you have to put your faith in this God. And he became a divine appointment for many. So there's two main things I want to say in closing. Number one is we've got to position ourselves to have a divine appointment. That's number one, position ourselves to have a divine appointment. The Ethiopian, he went searching for the truth. He was positioning himself to hear from God. He was reading scripture. He was doing things that would allow God to interact with him in his life. Coming to church is a great way to experience a divine appointment. Because every single week you have many Christians in one location who love Jesus and are led by His Spirit, and when you have a conversation with them, a divine appointment could happen. You have a person opening up God's Word and speaking from it, and it's prayed all week, and have intercessory prayer people praying for this earth this entire week. It's a great time to have a divine appointment. Reading the Bible for yourself, developing spiritual practices, is a way God gave us this word. And we forget sometimes how sacred and holy it is. We have them sitting everywhere in our home. And sometimes we don't just pick it up and read it. And it's the words of God that he can speak right to us through this word. And give us a divine appointment. If you're a student in this place, if you're a parent of a student, Every Wednesday night, Pastor Tyler and Darlene are opening up this church for students to have divine appointments with God. And let me tell you something. It's never been more crucial for the next generation to have divine appointments than right now. I was Pastor Tyler's youth pastor. And he had divine appointments in our youth group time after time after time. And now he's providing divine appointments every Wednesday night. Take advantage of that. That's amazing. Coming to church, getting involved in a life group, it, it gives yourself a chance. It positions yourself in a chance to have a divine appointment with God. And then number two, position yourself to be a divine appointment. See, God wants to use every single one of us It's not about the people leading worship up here. It's not about me preaching a message. He wants to use every single one of us to be a divine appointment for someone who needs it in in a moment. Jesus did something every single morning. He got up early and he prayed. That's what the Bible says. That was his custom. He got up every morning and he prayed and he said, God, who needs you today? 
Who needs to hear from you? Who needs a touch from you today? Where do you want to send me today? Who do you want me to talk to today? That's got to be the prayer of our hearts. God, who is it today who needs a touch from you? Who is it that I can be a divine appointment for? I was recently talking to a guy, and this guy was telling me his story. He's a Christian guy. And his story is that he was addicted to drugs and addicted to alcohol, and he was very heavily in the party scene in his early 20s, and it was really taking a toll on his life. He was going deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And then one day, he had a divine appointment with God, and in a moment, all he was delivered from all of his addiction. And he believed that, the God, that God was calling him to share that story with people. He told me for the last three years, the last three years, he tells 20 people a day that story. That's his goal. 20 people every single day, random people. I'm going to walk up to them and tell them my story about how God transformed my life. I was like blown away by this. I said, what about Christmas? He goes, oh, on Christmas, I find the places that are open. I still hit my quota, 20 people. 20 people every single day for the last three years, he goes and tells his story to. And he's got story after story after story, hundreds of stories of people saying, this is exactly what I needed to hear today. I needed this. I mean, he's probably had some stories where people are like, get out of my face also. But he has some stories where people just said, how did you know that I needed to hear this exact thing today? I'm not saying we all got to tell 20 people our stories. Some of us are just not wired like to talk to strangers like that. But this is the truth. God has gifted every one of us in unique ways. This guy's gifted to be able to go be outgoing and extroverted and share a story with strangers. What has God gifted you to do? And how can you use that gift to be a divine appointment for someone who desperately needs a touch from God? It doesn't matter what age you are in this place what point of life you're at, whether you're in middle school all the way up, elementary school all the way up, to your 90s, it doesn't matter. You can still have divine appointments with God and you can still be a divine appointment for God. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Just before we get into our service, while everyone's got their head bowed, I just want to ask, maybe you're in this place, maybe you're watching online, and you feel like this might be a divine appointment for you. Maybe you haven't known what you believe anymore. Maybe you've doubted the existence of God. Maybe you haven't been in church in a while. Maybe you've never been to church. But there's something stirring right now in your heart. There's something stirring inside. I believe that's a divine appointment from God, him trying to get a hold of your life. So what I'm going to ask you to do is if that's you, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'm not going to call you up here. I'm not going to do anything weird. All I want you to do 
is simply raise your hand and I will include you in my closing prayer. If you're in this place, you feel a divine appointment, you want to give your life to Christ, you've been far from God or you don't know him at all, would you just raise your hand right now? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? If you're watching online, there's a button you can click. Someone can get in touch with you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Thank you very much. I just want to include you in this closing prayer. Father, I thank you for the hands that have been raised. Lord, I know you see their hands and you know their hearts. Your word says that you have fearfully and wonderfully made each and every one of us. That you knit us together in our mother's womb. That you literally know every hair on our head. You know us. And for the people who raised their hand and said, today's my moment, I pray you would invade their life, Father. That they would leave this place differently than they came in with a hunger to know you more. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. We're going to get into our baptism service now. And at this time, Pastor Dave Cummings is going to come and he is going to lead us in the service. Let's give it up for Pastor Dave.